Hey guys, Ethan Evans, Lathrop High School Librarian here, bringing you episode two of our library podcast. Today I'm here to talk with Evelyn, one of my book club members, uh, about Sabah Tahir's An Ember in the Ashes. She's going to review um, this book for us and then answer some questions I have for her. So Evelyn, take it away. Alright, um, well, An Ember in the Ashes... So basically the book was about... Um, there's this dystopian-type world... Um, an emperor has taken over, and he's made it to where there's basically child soldiers, and the children don't have a choice. If they're chosen, they have to become soldiers. And Alright, so it's basically between the two characters, Elias and Laia. Elias is a soldier, and Laia is a slave. They both have a motive to be trying to go against this oppressive government. Elias was born a soldier. He's always been a soldier his entire life, and he doesn't have a choice, because, like I said, once you're chosen, there's no way you can get out. Laia, the reason that she's doing it is she was kind of thrown into it. She needs to save her brother. Uh, she needs to protect him. And so she's going to try to go against the government to try to save her brother, and Eli Elias's motive is because he's trying to get away from... Because he's one of the few soldiers who actually sees what's happening around them as horrible because all these children have been kind of conditioned to think you know this is right this is what i'm supposed to feel these people are supposed to be my slaves i'm i'm the higher class and so they believe that that's right well elias is one of the few soldiers who realizes hey that's not right this is horrible what we're doing and so they're both trying to go against it and so it's basically from both of their point of views and they're both going about it completely different ways. But eventually their paths do cross. And that's what the story's about, is their paths crossing and them working together, sort of, to try to go against this oppressive government. So, not to tie the things that we're talking about back to Star Wars in every conversation, but that's what I do. I don't know if you uh, knew that, Evelyn, mm -hmm. but I mm -hmm. do that. No, I um, do. Have you seen The Force Awakens? I have, okay. yes. So is it kind of like the same vibe of like, like when you are talking about that, I was thinking of like Finn and Rey. Okay. And obviously like Rey doesn't have a brother in this story right. that we know of, but she's fighting against this oppressive government for like moral reasons, yeah. you know, moral reasons, whereas he's just trying to kind of get trying out, to escape. but they're working together kind of. Very similar. Okay. I mean, very similar in that perspective. Not very similar in right, right. many other departments, right. but, but similar in that listen, way. people say that I can't tie... Star Wars to everything, and they're all liars because I can. I mean, so, it, it is happened. it is a pretty all around. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't either. I don't know if you're trying to compliment me or insult me, but no, I'm gonna choose that it was compliment. It's even good if thing. It was an insult. No, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, um, I have some questions okay. for you about this book. One is. I don't like to put books into one genre because I feel like novels usually have at least a couple of different things making them up. What are some like how like what are some different genres you could kind of fit this story into like as you read it maybe that you thought of? Okay. Uh it gives sort of a fantasy vibe in some aspects. Uh -huh. Um it's not really a fantasy in this form that there's tons of mythical creatures running around or anything like that. Okay. But there is the occasional um like, you'll feel the fantasy whenever you're reading it. Like, if I had to compare it to something, I've read this series that I really enjoyed, that it was the Throne of Glass series. It was kind of similar in the aspect that it wasn't 100% fantasy, but it did kind of spin off into there are characters that have a fantasy vibe to them, and there's some magical 
well, forces. And I think that there's, I mean, any story you read, like, they're, like, they're levels, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, there's some levels that are, or there's some books that are deep fantasy where, you know, yeah, there's, like, elves and, yeah. you know, like, all these, missile, like, you were talking about creatures or whatever, and I think the same thing goes with magic. Like, I think of magic sometimes you can talk about, like, Harry Potter and mm-hmm. that, you know, or those, you know, witchcraft or a bunch of different forms of magic, or you could talk about, like, magical realism, which I don't know if you've read. Did you read Bone Gap? I didn't. Okay. By Laura Ruby, that was one that, like, I felt like the setting was super real, mm-hmm. but there were just a couple of things that you were like, oh, well, we can't really explain those, but they didn't make a big deal about it, so I couldn't say, like, this is a magic book. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, but it had those elements, so... Um, so you're saying that it kind of... It's kind of in the middle there. It's got kind of like a fan- yeah. fantasy setting, but there are some realistic right. elements as well. Okay. Good. Uh, what about uh, the writing? Did you enjoy the writing? I did enjoy the writing, for the most part. Okay. Um, there, I like, in every book, there's always sometimes when you're kind of raising your eyebrow yeah. and, like, mm, why is that in there? Yeah. Uh, there was some of those moments. Uh, I like romance novels, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes when a romance is done in a quick-paced way, right. I'm not a fan of it. Right. And there's a romance in this book that's, like, yeah. like they meet and they're like, I'm in love. Yeah. And it's... I don't like... <laughs> I don't like love at first sight. Sure, but, yeah. And that's so. kinda, I mean, yeah. I mean, I think anybody like if you if you have that element there, you want there to be kind of a development for the characters mm-hmm. or a build up at least, so you feel like you've kind of seen them seen them fall in love each other mm-hmm. with each other instead of just show up being like, hey, we're in now love we now. are in love, huzzah! And that's gonna be a huge part of the book now. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, well, I can I can see how that'd be frustrating. What about like dialogue, like the characters? I really enjoyed the dialogue. Okay. Um, there's. So, what I really like about this is it shows, whenever it's in Elias's perspective, you can kind of see the characters around him. He's best friends with all these people from the, uh, from the school. Uh-huh. It's uh, basically a school for soldier- soldiers. Okay. He's, be- he's friends with a ton of people who are his peers, uh-huh. and they all believe that what they're doing is right. And so sometimes he'll see things that are, he believes are in a moral, not even gray area. They're just a black area. And, uh, but they will not see it as wrong. And it's kind of interesting to see how he still really enjoys these people, even though they're horrible. They do horrible, horrible things. Because he knows what, you know, what they're doing, why they're doing it. See, I I like stuff like that because I like when characters aren't strictly, maybe, maybe they make really bad decisions, but you can see good in certain right instances and yeah like you have even like you know you see somebody you know somebody who's done horrible things maybe or they do something that's you're so surprised by the character because you know they right you've seen other moments where they're not that person so i think it's good when authors do that like show a little bit of they, they make you confused almost as a reader because you have to like you're like i don't right. want to feel compassion for those guys <laughs> like yeah. they're awful <laughs> like you know yeah and so i think it's i think it's good when when an author can do that and kind of make you Honestly, like I get annoyed. Like I'm like I don't want I don't want to like feel this feeling about this character. Yeah. Like, I want to hate this character. Don't make me do this. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. That's interesting. Evelyn, I know that you have read some other books. Mm-hmm. You lied about reading some books. You told me. Um, I didn't lie. I read it until the last thirty pages. I uh, knew how it was going to end. You didn't know how it was going to end. I knew how it was going to end. No, I didn't. I didn't so you told me end. that you were done with it and you weren't quite mm. done with it. So I will be holding that grudge mm. um, for the rest of the year. You can just deal with that. Um, what is next on your list of Gateway nominees to read? Okay. 
Uh, I really want to read the... There's two books that I really want to read next. Mm. I want to read Made You Up and uh, Emmy and Oliver. Uh, just because I've heard that they're pretty good. They are pretty good. I honestly have no idea what either of them are about. Yeah, that's supposed to be... That's, I've read both of those and I enjoyed them quite a bit, so... Um, well, awesome. Thank you for coming in and chatting with us today, and we'll probably be talking again sometime about books. I just realized that they can't see that I just gave you two thumbs up. Yeah, if, yeah, it's if fine. Evelyn just did a thumbs up. Yeah, it's cool. She's still figuring out how things work in podcast land. Ah, ah. <laughs> Why are you making noises like that? <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.